Welcome and thank you for tuning in to Modern Aged Middle Life, a podcast brought to you by Emily Baum and Graham Jarvis, comedy writers addressing modern day confusions for the middle aged. Thank you very much indeed for tuning into our podcast. Yes, thank you. Today we're going to be talking about things that make you nervous. Okay, and that's starting a... to make me feel a bit nervous. <laughs> exactly, that's the whole idea. Because the listener won't know that you and I are actually shut in a nuclear bunker to no. record this particular it's podcast. wracking Which makes me a little bit nervous. Not yeah. because I'm here with you and there are a couple of bodies on the floor, but more because, <laughs> more because of the fact, dear listener, that there's two soundproof doors and the whole room is soundproofed. So it kind of reminds you a little bit of 1930s mental asylum, sort of padded room environment. <laughs> it's funny. Because I today was wanting to talk about appearance. <laughs> <laughs> it's the straight jacket and the buckles. That, yeah. yeah. So I have a habit, and you may have noticed this, Graham, but I do have a habit when I'm nervous of saying things that might be construed as inappropriate. Right. And usually it's just because things fall out. So I'll give you an example. When I went to my grandmother's cremation, the whole family had driven in one car, we got out of the car, I opened the door, and as soon as we got there to Putney Crematorium, I said very loudly, is it me or does it smell like barbecue? Inappropriate. Very inappropriate yeah. for, for a cremation. When I was at school, the school was next to a crematorium, and some kids would ignore it. So obviously during the day, there are cremations happening. Yeah. Uh, but when the smoke comes out, some kids would say, God, look at the colour of that. But no one says that, do they? No Nobody says things like that. Well, I get nervous if I think I'm going to make a complete fool of myself. Really? Yeah, I know you find that surprising. Because <laughs> that's the only side of me you know. But if I uh, play a guitar, yeah. I get nervous thinking, what if I suddenly dry up and I can't move my fingers or something? You know, I... Performance anxiety. There's that dream that people often have. They get on stage and they realise they're naked. There's always nakedness involved. I never get that, but there always is. It's obviously going back. <laughs> Back to being vulnerable. Yeah. <laughs> or you're just a naturist. It is that standard fear of getting up in front of your peers or strangers and making a fool out of yourself. Mm. Whereas I do that all the time. <laughs> Voluntarily. Are you the leader or the follower, though? Because I remember with a gang of blokes when I was in my early 20s and they wanted to go down this road, posh road, removing all of the gates. And right. I didn't feel comfortable about doing that. Surely they didn't just tell you that a posh road was actually part of a prison why have they got so many gates <laughs> i don't know it's a very posh road very posh lots road. of gates <laughs> yeah and i didn't feel comfortable about doing that but i didn't feel comfortable about not joining in so there's a lot of stuff about peer pressure that is true if in your heart and soul you think don't like that are you going to go through with it but a lot of random things make people nervous so something that i find that causes me nervousness or anxiety you may just turn around and go oh, i do that all the time mm. so i do stand-up comedy and i get up on stage in front of rooms full of strangers and sometimes they laugh and sometimes they don't laugh and as i improve they laugh a bit more so that's better but there will always be someone that doesn't like what i'm doing i get nervous before i go on but by which point i've committed myself so i have to kind of go for it but your level of nervousness may mean that you never even get up there in the first place so you don't really know if you like it or not 
Mm. Have you tried a control experiment where you get up in a room full of people you know and see if they laugh? <laughs> Do you know what? <laughs> that would be if worse. If you ever showed it? a work colleague your stand-up video, my boss once found one of my stand-up videos and watched it and then came and did that awful experience where your boss discovers something personal about you uh-huh. and they feel really chuffed with themselves because they're showing an interest. So they come and they hover around your desk. And he started with, their, I, I, I found your video. And he's like, oh my God, what video was that? <laughs> How many videos? How many videos have I got? What video was that? There was that one time I was doing the Macarena in Greece as he found that one. So now I found your video. I thought it was very funny. I thought it was very funny. Thank you. Now we just stare at each other looking really awkward. Did he invite you out for a date? No. It was his way of acknowledging the fact that what you'd done was worthy. Because when your boss comes and, and sort of hovers around your desk, that makes me nervous. What about ordering the wrong thing at a restaurant where you don't have a clue what you're ordering, really? So, you know, if you're in one of these Far East places where the food's very scented and you don't really know and you ask the waiter and you can't understand what they've explained, <laughs> so you just think, I've already taken up 10 minutes of the time. Everybody else is looking really bored thinking for god's sake so you just put in an order thinking if it turns up looking a bit like an eel with a pig's head smiling at me i really won't be able to eat it i mean do you feel stressed once i was very stressed i went on safari to africa when i was in my early teens and we were in the victoria falls region we stopped at a restaurant and i was served monkey brains in in a skull of a monkey and that made me very nervous and uncomfortable because I wasn't sure if it was really monkey brains or if they were having a joke with me. But then when you're an awkward teen, you're like, well, I don't know if you're being funny or just being parentally funny, if you know what I mean, which yeah. isn't funny to a teenager whatsoever. So I sort of poked around at what looked like ragu for a bit. Uh, but just that, think that the night you were eating monkey brains, I was deciding whether to take the gates off the pot. <laughs> That's where the monkey got out. You ruined it. That monkey could have had a lovely life. And do you get worried around animals? Some people do. I mean, Jill was walking our um, lovely little dog and a kid came up and was a bit hesitant. Yeah. And Jill said, oh, she's safe. And the mother said, she doesn't want to stroke your dog. She wants to kick it. <laughs> what did she say? Yeah. So we're now a bit less confident when kids come up to <laughs> our dog. beautiful little poodle cross. The child actually wants to do something cruel. wants to mutilate your little fluffy perhaps, dog. Yeah, perhaps she's got a serrated knife and she wants to cut the top of her head off and eat her brains. I mean, people do weird things, you know, I've heard. I get nervous. Certain animals make me apprehensive. So horses. I, okay. I have a personal belief. Don't hang out with an animal that's <laughs> just full stop. No. Don't hang out with an animal that's over three times your size but yet has a lot less intellect than you. Is this just height or is it length generally? When so a horse decides, when a horse decides it doesn't want to be around you or you need to move out of its way, there's not a lot you can do about that at all. Mm. And I like horses as an animal, but there's always that glint of the unknown. So if you were in South Africa and your parents saw the big advert for swim with the dolphins and whales, presumably you're like, dolphins are okay, whales are out of it because they're more than three times longer than me. But even with dolphins I've swum with dolphins I've been very spoiled Graham I have been very spoiled clearly and uh, that still made me nervous because they are so strong what do you mean the dolphins are so dolphins, strong dolphins are so strong do you do? you're not the supposed strength, to do a test with them the before strength you... in their fin in their <laughs> back fin is amazing 
if they Hold want, it if they four, want to... Pass it a four kilogram go. weight. No, it can do better than that. Pass it a <laughs> 20 kilogram weight. Look, cool. they, the poor things have to drag fat tourists... <laughs> <laughs> around oh, in America oh, and Mexico well, and places is, like that. Is, we apologise for the fact that... <laughs> <laughs> to any dolphins that su- might be listening. Yeah, the, <laughs> Emily has pull. supported the prison service for dolphins. <gasps> oh, my goodness. It's purely accidental. OK, so you've said you don't like things bigger than you and yeah. stronger than you. What about things smaller than you? You know, what are spiders, ants... I don't mind... Earwigs. Earwigs. Now, that's something you just have no explanation for, do you, earwigs? (laughs) No. I mean, what is that all about? Whoever came up with the name, why couldn't they have described it as a cross between a centipede and a beetle? It's a beetapede or something like that. Why Mm. do they have to go with earwigs? It's terrifying, isn't it? Yeah. You wouldn't want to wake up with one of those bad boys in your ears. They've got little pincers. They've got more legs than they possibly need. Mm. So earwigs. Perhaps it had something to do with wigs on the ears. I don't know. I mean, I've been sat on the tube once and a guy with dreadlocks was sat next to me. And, you know, when you've got really big dreads, people don't tend to wash it, the natural oils, clean them. Um, and he was sat there and I was thinking, oh, it must be interesting having dreadlocks. You don't have to worry about hair care, etc., etc. And an earwig crawled out of his dreadlocks and that kind of ah, put me off. Yeah. yeah. So we haven't got to the point, you don't like horses, dolphins, and well, generally anything bigger than you. Uh, do you like anything smaller than you? Or are they OK? We don't like earwigs, apparently, do you? I don't mind. I don't mind mice, frogs, anything like okay. that. That doesn't make me uncomfortable. That doesn't make me say things inappropriately. <laughs> Can you imagine saying something inappropriate to a mouse? I get upset when my cat catches a mouse. Yeah? Yeah, especially when she brings it in and it's still alive. Yeah. We did have an instant... I don't know if I'd share this. The RSPCA will be ringing me. Yeah, we can, we can we edit, can edit out, this yeah. out. Well, the cat brought in a mouse... And she was adamant that the mouse had got into one of our heaters in our kitchen. Okay. And she sat, this cat sat in front of the heater on full alert, ready for this mouse. But we couldn't get the mouse out. And I thought, if the mouse climbs into the back of the heater, it's just going to barbecue the mouse into our heater. So I tried to get out whatever mouse, or even just move it, scare it, what have you, kept the cat away so that it could run out the back door. The mouse didn't get the hint. So then I thought, I'll get the hoover, and I'll hoover it out. I'll scare it, because at least I can take it out of the bag or whatever, and I can... <laughs> <laughs> into that That's not good, dusty yeah. into the world. Anyway, hoovered in there, no mouse in there. So I said to the cat, for goodness sakes, you're rubbish <laughs> doing this. There's no mouse there whatsoever. Now just stop messing around. So then a couple of days went past and I'd given it a really good hoover. And Chris, my other half, was saying that the carpet wasn't going down properly next to the heater. I must fix that. So pulled up a bit of the carpet and lo and behold, there's a flat mouse where I've hoovered it to death. <laughs> Awful. Oh, that is bad. Literally, you could have posted it. It was that flat. And I'm an animal lover, despite what I said about horses, dolphins, llamas, camels. <laughs> <laughs> monkeys. Okay. So far, monkeys have come worst off. She loves you. Yeah, give her your brains. Yeah. I've been to a restaurant in Mallorca mm-hmm. where I went to stay with a school friend. You know, one of those things where your parents deliberately want to get rid of you for a week. And uh, we walked up into the hills to this beautiful little farm and there were goats everywhere and it was idyllic. And then we went into one of the barns and there's barbecue blazing. <laughs> Lo and behold, I got served a goat leg. Oh, no. Uh, That's not good. I know. And again, inappropriate reaction was, didn't see many goats out in the forecourt with three legs. <laughs> did, you, did you look at the three court? Yeah. It 
it seems to me that you've got a scale from tiny up to your size and then your liking of animals drops off. Well, they just concern me. But what about you? Are you frightened of mice? No. Do you freak out if a spider jumped in your hair? No. Would you freak out if an earwig crawled out of your ear? It would make me wonder why I hadn't noticed it before it crawled out of my ear. It would puzzle me, and I'd check to see if there was a little family of earwigs in there. The, the earwig and the wigettes or something. I don't like flies at all. I get quite ah, agitated Another flies. I don't like. Another and I don't like. I don't like this. Again, my daughter finds it highly amusing, because I will literally shout at them to leave my house. Because <laughs> they poop all over my windows. If someone came into my house and pooped all over your windows... You if someone came into your house and pooped all over over my windows. Yeah. I'd say, we've oh my a, God, that's at least a, five miles different. We've got a window rental scheme going on here. <laughs> we get lots in, in, in our house because we're in a rural location. Mm-hmm. Rural location in sunny Surrey. Uh-huh. I like to say to people, we're so rural, take a nice big deep breath of fresh air and always swallow something. <laughs> that's how rural we are. I don't like flies when you can swallow them. Oh. If you're in the woods and you take a deep breath and you get a fly in your throat. We've got very animals today, haven't we? We have, yeah. Very yeah. animal oriented. Well, we started with stress, really. Stress-related yeah. things. Let's leave animals then, if we can. We might boomerang back to animals. We might have. But what, what stresses you? I mean, uh, what about the fear of being beaten? <laughs> <laughs> the fear of being beaten. <laughs> the fear of being beaten. What, physically? In yeah. a running race? Yeah, yeah, no, you're going you're going through uh, the woods and you come across a load of people who are dumping the contents of their van and you look at them having seen this crime and they look at you. I thought you were going to go with what if you're walking in the woods and you come across a group of people with giant bats. <laughs> <laughs> we're steering away from animals. Oh, sorry, beg your pardon. Yeah. Um, so you're, you're about to come front fly tippers <laughs> we're steering away from animals I'm trying to think of something without an animal in it you're getting beaten in the woods yeah I don't think that crosses my mind no oh gosh am I abnormal then well I don't I know people that get nervous walking animals in the wood or walking in the woods and, yeah. and stuff like that and especially then, at dusk I think if you're in the woods at night you're probably not there for the right reasons yeah but at dusk a lot of people think oh, look I haven't walked the dog I thought we were avoiding animals <laughs> we were, we? Quick, I haven't walked the dog, so I'll leave it at home and I'll go dogging instead. <laughs> <laughs> That'll work. That'll be fine. Yeah. No problem at all. No, we, where I live, is, is, as I say, it's quite rural, so we've got lots of woodland around us. Anyone who's out after sort of eight o'clock in the summer or six mm-hmm. o'clock in the winter is usually trying to have sex in the car, mm-hmm. which I always think is a health hazard, unless you're very bendy. Oh, recently we had somebody who was seen completely naked running through through the heather and gorse they must be mental yeah because that's very prickly. gorse goes through Scratchy. your jeans and scratches you mm. why on earth would you do it naked I don't know so you've never actually gone into the woods in sort of a sleeping bag camouflage sleeping bag and just every now and then as people approach made an owl hooting noise to see if they try and return the owl hoot thinking you're a real owl no Okay. I did think it might be quite amusing when my local wildlife club put up. Your local wildlife club. She really does live in Surrey. Local wildlife club got together and put up posters about going on bat walks. (laughs) So they would walk at dusk and view the bats. Mm -hmm. I thought that was just an invitation for me to get dressed up in a giant bat outfit and jump out (laughs) of the 
thought that was brilliant. <laughs> Zip up Velcro. Yes, I thought that would be fantastic to yeah. scare people with a giant bat outfit. I love those bat walks where they say, we might not see a bat. And of course it's night time. Clearly you're not going to see a bat. So they give you a little machine that ticks. So you can hear them. And you think if this was at home and my radio is making this noise, I'd just be thumping and thinking what a rotten evening. But there you are because you're outside by a lake having this crackly machine and a woman telling you about the long-eared bat eating the moth. It seems to be fantastic. My mum used to go on many a tangent about the pipistrels she had underneath her tiles. It was never... <laughs> <laughs> and we thought she just drank too much, but then she did. Pipistrel is a micro bat. Okay. But they're very loud and they talk to each other. They make these little sort of chatting noises and they live underneath the tiles sideways on a house. So not the flat roof tiles that you have, but the ones that they put on, on houses decoratively on the sort of walls, the outside walls. Posh houses. Posh houses, yeah. yeah. Things that look like they should be in, in televised versions of Pride and Prejudice. Okay. And she, hers was inundated with pipistrels. Yeah. And she'd say, oh, can you hear the pipistrels? And could you? And you'd be going, oh, for goodness sake, I can't hear, oh, you can't hear the pipistrels. I wonder what they're saying. <laughs> you know, one of those things that your parents do to you from time to time. I hope I'm not that person. I do hope I don't turn into someone. Can you hear the pipistrels? I think you might be heading that way. <laughs> <laughs> that makes me nervous again. I don't want to turn out like that. Without the pipistrels, she was lost. Yeah, she had clearly. nothing. Nothing at all. What about the school run? Everyone gets stressed out on that, though, don't they? Do you think that's stressy, or do you think it's sort of part fear and hatred mixed up? Nobody wants to be flustered first thing in the morning. You know never good it's like if your alarm goes off late or your taxi's turned up to take you to the airport but you're running late or anything like that anything that starts your day off in a well, well if you're running late for the airport surely ah, there really the stress stressful. comes because you're frightened of missing the flight yes so are we saying that stress is related to fear well i think actually we use the word stress a lot well we do because we're talking about stress no but i think we use it oh to, you mean to outside in everything of this bunker i think yeah outside of this bunker. I think the body moved. <laughs> oh my God, it's alive. I think when teenagers tell me, oh, I'm just so stressed, and you think they're talking about exams or talking about falling out with a friend or something like that, you can't help as an older and slightly wiser person think, you don't know what stress really means. Mm. But to them, it's a really big point of discomfort. I know people who use the word, I'm so stressed, because Waitrose ran out of their favourite rosé wine. I'm just so stressed. I went to Waitrose this morning and they didn't have my my way. <laughs> Genuinely, uh, that's not stress no, that's unless you're not, an alcoholic. Yeah. But then if you're an alcoholic, it doesn't matter what wine they've got as long as they've got wine. But there, um, stress only acts on people if it actually is affecting them. So, mm. you know, your friend is stressed and you're thinking, oh, I wonder what I'm going to have for dinner later today. Because you're not part of their stress. It's not affecting you until they get to the bit of the story, something like, so I gave him your address. <laughs> then you're stressed and focused. Forget your dinner because you might never make it to dinner because he might be coming round. That's stress. What By about if you're stressed <laughs> if you go to a party? Mm. So it's a fancy dress party and you turn up and either you're not in fancy dress or you are, but whatever, everybody else there is the opposite. I mean, that's well, I've done that and that doesn't bother me. Jill and I were invited to a fancy dress party and as we arrived, no one going into the building seemed to be in fancy dress. We ended up sneaking around the building, peering through the window, <laughs> thinking, what do we do if no one's in fancy dress? Are we going to just go home and have a private party? <laughs> Thankfully, other people... Um, Turned up with fancy dress. Yeah. 
Not as good as ours, I'll hasten to say. Even though we didn't win the prize for the best fancy dress. Tell I'm not embittered, but, but I do know where the judges live. We turned up in fancy dress to somebody's wedding. It wasn't a fancy dress wedding. <laughs> no, so why So it was a you? Las Vegas-themed wedding. OK. And uh, at the reception, we went and got changed. And I got changed into miniature puppet Elvis. And Chris got changed into a slot machine. And then we came out for the reception dressed as that because the bride made the mistake of putting on the invitation for the reception wear whatever you like as long as it's Vegas themed so we thought fine let's see how far we can push that and that's exactly what we did <laughs> people were taking selfies with us I had children trying to pull off Elvis's little leg we well the Elvis fun. one sounds alright but the slot machine that sounds like you can't do a lot well it... no she had a coin slot up round her chest area and unfortunately the change <laughs> Fell out round the bottom. <laughs> Poor woman was the molested bottom of the all machine or round her no, bottom. around her groin area. Okay, which you don't want difficult. kids <laughs> poking around trying to get change. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't the best outfit. I think in in hindsight, I think in fancy dress, some people don't think it through. I remember once somebody came, obviously being helped into his outfit as a Belisha beacon, and when he went through a doorway, he had to get on his knees. Do you like fancy dress parties? Are you somebody who embraces fancy? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think I like. I enjoy. I don't. I don't really like them. I, no. I find them quite again stress-inducing. I like the parties because by that time you've cracked it. You've either yeah. given up or you've done it. You've yeah. gone for it, and you generally know yours is the best outfit. But <laughs> still, a bit yeah, of it's grain. the stress. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still waiting for the prize. But thinking about what you're going to dress up as, that is especially when it's themed. Oh, we went to one once that was um, what you were doing when the boat went down. That so like people it. turned up with the toilet seat around their neck so for the what did you do when the boat went down I just came as a tsunami victim <laughs> a nanorack on a nanorack a nanorack is that, is that one of your relatives <laughs> Especially nana. waterproof for an older lady. A nana rack. Um, <laughs> nana, don't talk like that or you'll go back on the rack. <laughs> Comes with tissues up the sleeve, built in. Wonderful. Nana. Yeah, gosh, really your clever. biceps have slipped. <laughs> <laughs> Slip I might biceps. mark it now. That's a really good idea. Nobody will steal this nana rack. Biceps. Nana rack. Oh, okay. An anorak for your nan. Oh, I thought you so, meant something to punish your nan if she made No. No, so it comes with tissues nana, automatically up the sleeves. <laughs> You couldn't rack a man for farting. That's just nature. <laughs> this podcast is brought to you by Media Music in association with Mac Entertainment.